Good evening, Aspen Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. First of all, before we get started, if you're new to the channel, please hit subscribe. Subscribing is completely free and it really helped the channel grow. And you can follow me on all audio platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. This evening, I'm joined by show regular Ben Clark. It's good to have you on the show again. Cheers, Chad. Good to be back. He's a Labour Party councillor for Lillicote in Tumblr. And also, we have special guest, Charlie Harris. He was a Chelsea fan and a, one of the hosts on the We Talk Chelsea podcast. Hi. It'd be great to get, get his perspective. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Thank you. I'll be doing the pretty much talk show, Chelsea versus Aston Villa. FA Cup fourth round. Looking forward to this game. Can Aston Villa do the treble over Chelsea at Stamford Bridge? And they return to football action after the winter break. So they'll be fully recharged. I'm looking forward to this fixture. So how are you guys? Yeah, yeah, all good. Looking forward to a uh, to a, a great game tomorrow night. Um, I think it's going to be a, a really fiery contest under the lights. Um, obviously, we're coming off the back of a of a semi final victory to get us to the other domestic cup final, which is very positive. Um, but of course, you guys are on a on a on a two-week break, so uh, I expect you guys fully fully fighting fit. So Chelsea yeah, in the Carabao Cup final? Yep, yeah, so we're, we're there. Uh, obviously beating Middlesbrough on Tuesday uh, 6-1 in the return leg uh, in the final, so that's our... This, this of the FA Cup looks to be our only hope for Europe this season based upon uh, our league uh, position and previous, uh, you know, results that we've had this season. So it, it looks as though, um, you know, that the League Cup final and certainly the match tomorrow will be uh, crucial to our season. So we'll be all guns firing, so to speak. It's a great achievement getting to the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, and 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 who would have thought it? Um, it, it? There is an element of luck of the draw, but we did have to beat Newcastle. We did have to beat Brighton. Um, but yeah, okay. On the whole, we've had a pretty easy easy path to the final. Um, obviously, Liverpool in the final it isn't going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. But it is a one-off game. And um, one thing that we can take from this season is, despite our consistently uh, Mid-table, um, mid-table performance. We are 
inconsistent and sometimes that can work in our favour. We can turn up to one-off games. So uh, you never know with these things. We, we may we may well turn up against uh, Liverpool and we may well, well turn up tomorrow against you guys. So uh, that's, uh, that's all we can hope. <laughs> and we've got a good record at Stamford Bridge, Ben. Yeah, I think it was 1-0 in the last game, wasn't it? Um, 2-0 nine months before that. So, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a really tough game. Um, really close, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, we're going to talk about the Everton game first before we talk about FA Club action. So, Ben, what is your thought from a 0-0 draw against Everton? I thought it was a really tough game. I thought both teams played really well. Um, it was definitely a, uh, a case of us not being able to break down what was a really solid Everton defence. Um, there was some luck involved as well on both sides. Um, but overall, impressed with the performance. Um, and what a strike it was from Moreno. Just a shame it was uh, it was offside. Uh, Martinez also played a blinder. And he shows us sort of game in, game out why he won that award. And he's still one of the best keepers in the game. Good think with that guy... He was very comfortable when he was passing the ball, even under pressure. He handled it really well. Yeah, can't can't fault the performance. It's just just the finishing. But you have those games sometimes where you know you do everything, but but put the ball in the back of the net. But it was a good performance. So you have to give great credit to Everton. Yeah. Sean Dolish, his game plan definitely worked. Very hard to break down. Yeah, I think he wanted to draw Villa into a scrappy game, and that's what he got. Um, and that, they defended really well. I mean, some of the some of the blocks and the saves as well from Pickford, it was class. Like fair play to them. Yeah, I think what it is, I think it was just the decision making in the final third that let us down. I think. Yeah, I mean Bailey came really close. Um, as say Moreno had a cracking strike, and it was it was just something it was a far side. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but again, can't can't fault the performance. Um, nothing to worry about. Just one of those games. I mean, well, well, I think I'm happy with the points away from home. But the thing that worries me is uh, the teams below us. Because getting very tight in that top four, top six. Yeah, the away forms, you know, Embry's turned Villa Park into a fortress. It's the away form. And if you want to maintain top six, top four, you need to have good home and away form. So, but it will come. That's a good one. Is it Spurs? Are they three points behind us or something? I know it's I know it's getting close. I know it's getting close there. But I think there's a long way to go, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think be, I think it would be okay. I mean, if you look, um, if you look where we were a year ago, two years ago, it's not in day, and, and I'm not moaning. I'm not moaning. I'm really happy with the football. Um, and yeah, Doesn't on another Champions day, we could have beat Everton. Sorry. And get Champions League football. That's the target. Absolutely, that's the target. And um, and on, a, on another day, we could have beaten Everton two three 0 or it could have gone the other way, and they could have beaten us one 0 It's just yeah, again, sounds cliche, but. Yeah. So, uh, who was your player of the match against Everton? I'll have to go with Martinez for those two absolute world-class saves he pulled off. The one-on-one with um, Calvert-Lewin and then the, the follow-up. I can't remember who delivered the uh, who delivered the shot, but yeah, it was absolutely class. He, uh, he kept seeing that and he, he, he won us the point. 
absolutely agree because Eddie Martinez, he saved us so many times in his time at Villa. Yeah, absolutely. And he shows us why, why he's one of the best keepers in the world and why he won the awards. Well, you know what impressed me the most in that Everton guy? The way how he commanded his area very well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can tell you can tell that the defenders in front of him have got complete trust in him, and and he's got complete trust in them. That's why we can we can afford to play that high line. I know we get caught out sometimes, but there's a there is a sort of um, a synergy between the back four and the goalkeeper, and and that's that's why we're defending so well at the minute. Um, as well, Ben, he climbed uh, climbed crosses very well. Absolutely, yeah. It's a massive part of a goalkeeper's game, being able to command your area, not being not being scared to go for those crosses. I remember a few years ago when we had uh, all your Nyland, and any time a cross went in, your uh, sort of your heart was in your mouth. You didn't know what was going to happen. So it's nice to have a bit of stability in uh, in between the sticks. Well, it'd be interesting actually if we get a backup goalkeeper. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, uh, Olsen's what well, he's knocking on thirty-five now. And he, he doesn't inspire confidence. He's had a few good games and a few shaky games, but yeah, perhaps perhaps a backup goalkeeper. We've got some young kids as well coming through. So, but towards the end of the season, it's not the time to be trying out new players. I just hope uh, hope Emmy stays yeah. fit, and I'm sure he will. Can we all think to that Iceland international? He's only young, twenty-two-year-old goalkeeper, I think. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet, but yeah. Uh, a backup keeper would be uh... So now I'm going to talk about a FA Cup action. So Charlie, what do you expect for the FA Cup game tomorrow? Uh, a very tough game, to say the least. We've, um, it, you know, going down to Stamford Bridge, the last, like you say, the last two times we played you at the bridge, you've beaten us. I don't think uh, as much as you've turned Villa Park into a fortress, I think uh, Stamford Bridge has gone from a fortress into a, a fairly easy ride these days. There are a lot of holes in the team in terms of the way that we play football, quite a lot of weaknesses um, to exploit. Um, but at the same time, we on a one-off game, you never know. We There is quality within our squad. Um, the synergy is nowhere near there at the moment uh to be honest the teamwork isn't there at the moment they don't quite look like a team if that makes sense they look like individuals yeah. very similar to man united um but you just never know we, we've coming off the back of this 6-1 now <laughs> we've had this over the last two years a few times where we've come off the back of good results or good performances expecting this to snowball into something else and every single time this has happened, the most common theme is that it's actually done the opposite. We've gone two steps back. So uh, all I can say is uh, don't bet on it, <laughs> whatever you do, because we, we can, that's the beauty of following Chelsea at the moment. Anything can happen. We're off, off the pitch and on the pitch. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to wake up tomorrow to see that we've signed Benzema on the same on the same day that we sold Gallagher, you know, it's that it's that sort of thing at the moment at Chelsea. It's just a big roller coaster. Um, so I'm I'm expecting a lively affair. It's under the lights, which is which is always brings something out of it. Um, I've got many. Well, memories. Nice under the lights. What was that? Sorry. 
Friday night under the, Friday night under the lights. That's it. So, um, you know, and I've got so many memories over the years of a lot of uh, high energy games under the lights. There's something about it. We all know that. And you never know. I, I think I think we're in for a, I think we're in for a, a good match tomorrow. I can't see it being a nil nil, anything like that. I think both teams want to want to want to put the game to bed tomorrow. You know, so that's the that's the key. Well, a lot of fans might be happy. If we get a replay, maybe. Yeah, Ben, I mean, maybe, but I, I I don't think you guys would want the congestion of fixtures. Okay. I, I think it's, it's uh, you've, you've got enough on your plate at the moment. Um, yeah. And, and nothing over the line, so to speak. You know, you've. It's you're... Villa Park. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But at the same time, just um, having that congestion of fixtures with. Yeah. And where you are in the season, you know, I I think that you, if I was in your position, you, you'd almost want to get one of those. You want to get top four done and yeah, dusted. You, that that's the key. You've got to get that, and then see what see what happens in the in the in the uh, Europa Conference and see where you where you land there. Um, whether you want another more fixtures, I don't I don't know. I, I think you want the I think you want the the the, the business finished tomorrow. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've had a decent cup run. I was um, just saying before, I think it was Tim Sherwood when we had a good cup run and uh, Liverpool in the semi final, Arsenal in the final. Uh, I was there I think it was about ten, I think it was 10 years ago this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long time. Well, look, when a guy gets Chelsea tomorrow, the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, Stamford Bridge has um, uh, is has never really been uh, been allowed allowed ground in in recent years. To be honest, it's it's it has um, dwindled that over over the years. I think it comes with success. You know, you you, you 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 the crowd play less of a part in the matches if you like, and and that just becomes habitual. Um, but I think with uh, you know, I think it's five thousand Villa fans coming tomorrow. I mean, that's fantastic um, support. It is. It is on a Friday night as well. You know, week, getting yeah. backs. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, there should be. A, it should be a really, really good atmosphere. And I find that the more away fans there are in the ground, the more it spurs on the home fans, and it becomes a better atmosphere. If you've got, you know, just a couple. I mean, I was at Middlesbrough the other week, and there was, I don't know, two thousand of us there on a on a wet on a wet Tuesday night to to see us lose up there. wasn't 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 the greatest, but you know, it was all Middlesbrough fans. That's all you could hear, you know. Uh, but it's nice when there's a bit, when there's a two-sided affair and there's enough, um, you know, enough fans from both uh, both sides. I think with a Villa team, we've got a strong enough team to get a result at Stamford Bridge. But I think our attack could cause Chelsea some problems. Yep, I agree without a doubt, and it's. Um, I think the, the Ollie Watkins has caused us a lot of problems the last two times you've come down, um, or certainly that certainly if I remember the Cucurella one where he scored. In fact, I think he scored both both times in the last. Uh, from my, mm-hmm. If memory serves me right, um, both both of those times that we're that we're talking about. So he's always caused us problems. Um, obviously, I'm guessing he'll be starting tomorrow. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, uh, you know, and the other thing, the other thing that I think you'll 
probably beat us quite easily on is the midfield. Our midfield this season has been extremely underperforming and is one of, in my opinion, one of the reasons that that's holding us back. We've got two huge uh, high fee players in there in Enzo and Caicedo, who are a combined 200 almost 250 million pounds worth of talent that essentially as a result of their price tag have to play every match um and if you look at villas absolutely spent a lot of money and not necessarily got value for money just yet uh obviously they're all young players so we don't know at the moment if they're value for money but certainly as it as it stands we're, we're chasing that that billion pounds back for value which is um a risky business um so I think uh, that's where that's where it'll be won. I think your your midfield this season has really risen yeah. to the occasion, and I think that's that's your strength. To be honest, if I had to say what Billy's strength is, it's the midfield, because that's that's a solid midfield that you've got there, and that's something that you'll easily that you'll easily win that that battle in 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 the middle. So we'll be relying on uh, balls over the top. We'll be relying on intricate play with the forward players, um, and and obviously staying solid at the back. So that that's that's what we'll be probably relying on. With the, with the Chelsea team tomorrow, we're expecting a few changes. Look, Ben Chilwell, do you not be rested? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's interesting because he came, he started on Tuesday. Nobody was expecting that, including myself, and he lasted. I think it was well between sixty and seventy minutes. Bearing in mind we were four 0 up at half time, we could have easily taken him off at that point. Um, so. Yes, I agree. But but the thing is, the effect that he had on the game was huge. He got himself in some very interesting positions, um, you know, virtually playing at, at points as a centre forward and a right back. He was everywhere, basically. So he had a very free role. Um, now, it might, if it was me, I would I would be saying he's got to start that. that he made such a difference to the balance of the team that I think he, he could really cause uh, Villa problems um tomorrow but but whether let, let's see what happens I, I suppose it's a toss-up whether they want to risk the fitness and that's the you know that's the thing because we've chelsea you haven't got many experienced players love Thiago silver really no and, and again that's another you know another problem that we've had uh again this is a, you know there's so many issues that are all yeah. combined um we we sold in the summer quite well you could argue we sold players for probably more money than than what they were worth however we the the caveat with that if you like is that we ended up with a team of very little experience we sold a lot of experience which is very hard to value uh and we didn't bring in much experience in fact we bought in barely any we're relying on a player in tiago silva at the age of 37 um yeah or 30 might even be 38 <laughs> you, you, you kind of almost lose count this guy seems to you know seems to have no interest in retiring but um you know we, there will come a point where where he has to and he's playing every match he'll no doubt start tomorrow uh i'd be very surprised if chelsea rest any players tomorrow particularly there may be in terms of yeah. the difference between the middlesbrough game which where we did play a full strength team the only tweaks that i can see will be things that are directly affected by the opposition if that makes sense so it'll be it'll be based upon the fact that we think that we can penetrate your right hand side or your left hand side we might pit between a Madwek and a Mudrik or a Gallagher and a Caicedo or whatever it'll be things like Is that Connor Gallagher Connor Gallagher will start probably 
we, we, we hope, I would like to think so, but the problem that we have at the moment is we've, we're reliant on um, Broger up front, who's basically our only fit striker. So we have Nkunku who's injured and we have Jackson who's at the African Nations. So Broger will no doubt start. And then we need to have at least two, maybe three players playing off him. So that will be Palmer, who will definitely start. Sterling, who will almost definitely start. And then it will be all, probably a Mudrick or a Medweke, uh, one of those two. And then and then the problem that we have is obviously we, we play a four at the back. So we only have two in the middle. So And this is the problem. Because of the price tags that are attached to Enzo and Caicedo, it wouldn't surprise me if, Gallag if Gallagher drops out. But at the same time... It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Enzo does. Enzo has been dropped out before. It's not. It's not un unheard of if that makes sense. So, but, but Middlesbrough performance, the best performance. I've seen Chelsea play for a of season. Uh, yeah, it was. It was certainly best the. Performances. Yeah, I would agree. I think it was the it was the most uh, consistent performance that we've had all season. We we were clinical. There's no doubt about that. We struggled with goals and we scored six, which is good. We took our chance as well. I will say one thing. Uh, like I said, I went to the away leg at the Riverside. Middlesbrough were terrible on Tuesday compared to how they played that day. That the occasion got to them, and they at least three of their goals, uh, if you haven't seen it already, were by. Um, by error, basically by by personal error. So um, it, 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 it is the opposition essentially that we were playing against that that also had a factor well, well, in that. What should then? What do you say? Uh, I was just saying that the 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 opposition that we were playing, so Middlesbrough, uh, just didn't turn up uh, on the day, and that that did have a factor in how good we were. We were good, but Middlesbrough were also really terrible on the day and had a lot of. Um, sort of personal uh, mistakes, shall we say, that, that led to a lot of their goals. Dottie, mm -hmm. going to beat with Chelsea as well. Although like they're youth academy, they've got some good players. Yeah, yeah, and this is, an, again, another, another problem that we have as a football club is that we, we have a, the, the owners seem to have a, a commercial policy of, selling uh, our best youth products uh, at an early age for profit and then using that to balance the books with FFP or being forced to sell our players, should I say, because of their poor uh, judgment when it comes to buying players. So uh, I'll give you an example. Conor Gallagher is probably been our most consistent player this season. And yet there are strong rumours that he may leave either this window, probably a bit late now, but uh, this window or in the summer, purely to balance the books, no other reason. So, but you shouldn't run a, in my opinion, you shouldn't run a football club like that. That should, that's that just shows how bad the owners are in terms of the buying strategy that they've had to balance the books by selling our best talent and homegrown talent, especially because I think, uh, from my understanding, homegrown talent because you didn't pay for yeah. them, it's it's a more beneficial for the FFP. It's a quicker win basically for FFP. So yeah. Well, Ben, uh, what players should Villa be worried about against Chelsea? Cole Palmer. I think he's had a really good season. Um, Going to have to be tight on marking him. Uh, yeah, he looks he looks absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Or do you think Charlie? You should. Who should we we be uh, looking out for? Um, I think. I think. I think if Chilwell starts, Chilwell uh, has certainly there's something about him that you'll see going forward if he's got the license to go forward. That a lot will go through him. Uh, Cole Palmer's the obvious one. It, it's a funny one. It, it really does depend who turns up on the day, and that's that's again down to the consistency. Sterling on his day, we all know we've watched him play for years. He he has if he turns up on his day, he can he can rip the fences apart. He's got the ability to do that, but he's a very very much uh, an inconsistent player who relies heavily on confidence and and things like that and things going his way and defensive defensively. So. I suppose it depends how much faith you've got in your own. Is it Moreno that you play as a um, left back? Is that right? Yeah, and Luke Dinia is it in? Is it injured? Dinia. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So I mean, it just depends how much faith you've got in in that in 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 your left back and your right back, I suppose, um, because that's where they'll they'll look to penetrate. It'll be they'll look to penetrate wide. And then and then go going from there. We won't win a lot in the in the midfield, frankly. That's that's evident. If we if we try and play through the middle, uh, that that'll be the worst thing that can happen. Because the midfield to the midfield to Villa is key in this game. With John McGinn as well. Absolutely. I mean, Guinea, um, Dougie as well. You know, Dougie's been. Phenomenal for this uh, for us this season, um, yeah. So I, I really hope Chelsea tries to play through the middle. <laughs> yeah, and, and do you know what? It's it's funny because uh, McGinn is always the again in the last few years he's always turned up against Chelsea. He scored that brilliant goal at Stamford Bridge a couple of years ago. Um, you know he's always turned up, and this season he's been phenomenal uh, as is, as as Lewis. So it's uh, I, I think. You know that that's where it would be won. Um, I can't see even if Chelsea's even if our whole midfield turns up, I just can't see them having any comp- competition with your midfield. So I think Chelsea would be looking to play down the down the channels more. That that's what they'll they'll look to do um, and penetrate that way. It'd be interesting to see how the uh, two sides if, if Villa try and play through the middle. Chelsea going out wide. Be yeah. interesting to see how that how that could be. Up. Could be a very open match if yeah. that happens, you know, potentially. Good call, Palmer. He's got a good penalty record. Yeah, certainly has. Um, I mean, one that springs to mind was against his old club, Man City, to uh, to get four all at home in the ninety third minute. I think so. The pressure penalty. Yeah, and I think he's um, by all accounts. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but by all accounts, he's a you know he's a modest guy, uh, modest young man. Um, seems to have the right attitude and so on. Um, very surprising, Man City let him go. If I'm being honest, uh, that that was it was the steal of the summer, I think. Uh, and the only reason that we got him is because we backed out of a couple of other transfers on the way. So it it, it just shows how how silly. You know how almost how silly the, the Chelsea transfer strategy is. Is that the only thing that they got right was something that they that they didn't even plan. Uh, but but there we go. We, we we've got him. He's here and and you know long long live Cole Palmer, so to speak. But he's yeah he's Sorry, really coming on. Thomas Tuchel. Thomas uh, Tuchel was a great coach. Yeah, and, and and again that's another reason why as Chelsea fans we 
we we do look very negatively upon these owners. Uh, I don't think they've brought in a lot of positivity into the club. Uh, Tuchel will go down in folklore at Chelsea for winning the Champions League uh, and for sticking by Chelsea when with all the problems with Abramovich and the transfer embargoes and everything else. So um, I think with uh, with Thomas with, with doing that, they instantly were on the back foot, if you like, with the fans. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it is, it's it, it's a funny. I mean, I I, I was saying to uh, Ben before the show, I could easily write a book about this uh, ownership, but I, I won't. I know this is a uh, Aston Villa, you know, uh, podcast, so I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, just go and drink a water. Uh, uh, try, who try? So, what are both of you? Mind of Chelsea this season? Sort of I think it's been a, looking from the outside in. It's it's been a really tough season. Um, I think you've got to look at that injury list as well, and that can't be discredited. It's I think it's the longest injury list in the league. Is it at this point? Um, is, I think yeah. you give Potch enough time. I think he'll come good. Um, definitely in need of a number nine, as you said, a bit thin with just Broger. Um, but it's it's a really tough position to recruit for at the moment, especially in January. Teams know you're desperate. You're going to pay inflated costs. And with FFP on your back, you, yeah, might have to get a bit creative with um, number nine recruitment. Yeah, it's, it's been... There's um, not a huge expectation. Yeah, and I think... Um, I, th- I think I think there's, a, there's, a, there's obviously a dis, uh, total disconnect between the fans' expectations and the owners' expectations and the managers' expectations and the players' expectations. There's just there's so many different factions within the club at the moment that just don't align. Um, and that's the issue. You know, as fans, we've been blessed. I've been personally blessed to have uh, been able to watch live as win Premier Leagues, Champions Leagues, numerous FA Cups, League Cups in my 20s, you know, almost like at the perfect time of my life as well, you know, to to be able to do it, you know, at, at that age before I had children, things like that, um, you, you know. I, I, and, and so you, there is this element of expectation that you have uh, where, you know, being 10th in the table and, you know, getting a League Cup maybe and possibly scraping an eighth position if we're lucky, just isn't good enough and but yet that the owners probably see it as more like as long as we stay in the premier league and as long as we've got a good manager that's enough there are some fans who think if if it's not potch who is it uh there are some fans who go look he's just this guy yeah okay he's had a massive injury list but in-game management isn't good so there's just so many things going on and so many opinions um and i think in terms of like getting a striker everybody knows we needed number nine I don't personally think it's even worth buying one at the moment. I just don't. I, don't, I, I think you're far more likely, like Ben says, in the summer to recruit someone and get someone for a, a better value and have more people available. There's no need to get a, a sort of half striker like we did with Jackson and expect it to work. I'd rather wait because ultimately, like like we've been through, 
we really it's the Carabao Cup final and tomorrow. That's it. That's all we've got for the rest of the season. The leagues. I don't. I can't believe we're going to go on a run in the league and get anything into Europe that way. So those are the two matches. Are we really going to shell out a hundred million pounds just for those matches? It doesn't really matter. It's just not worth it. I'd rather just hold out and uh, and wait. And if you know, if anything, maybe loan in a striker. That might be the option. You know, loan in an experienced striker like. And I hate. Olivia, you know, I really miss that guy. Someone like that, just to come in. Oh, yeah, what's the player? Yeah, just someone like that to come in and do a job. A reliable, you know, a reliable guy just to come in, do a job, you know, score a few goals, hold up play and just and just let everybody else do their jobs. That That's all we need, really. And that was Manny Norris' strategy for years, wasn't it, with Zlatan, Cavani, Adina Garlo. And Oz, you know, Higuain, yeah. Falcao, we've had Etu, we've had quite a few of them. To the Richard, the big thing that worries me about you, sorry, you don't really have an out and out goal scorer. You know, a little Chelsea team, they got a few that can chip in all around the, the squad, really, with, with goals. Yeah, and um, I was actually saying this to one of my friends the other day. I think the way that Pochettino plays at the moment with his team, I've got a feeling that he's basing it more on a Klopp-esque model. So it won't be a Man City where they'll rely on a Haaland to bang the, the final goal. He'll want three or four players that can that can evenly split those goals, like Liverpool have Salah, Jota, Nuno. They've got goals from everywhere, essentially. And I think just the way that they played on Tuesday, when everything does kind of come together, they, it's more, I, I don't know if you notice it with Liverpool, but, and I've noticed it with Villa actually as well to an extent, but when you're at home and you need a goal, it's just the madness of the running everywhere that ends up getting the, getting the space. It doesn't need a necessarily a great finisher. It's just the case of when it all comes together, people know their roles, they know where to cover, they know that, that and it's the pace of movement off the ball, the pace of passing and running, that sort of thing. And I think that's, as having a young team, that is that should be our strength, really. It should be the fact that we've got the energy quick off the mark, this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it may be that they wait until the end of the season and see if, if the players buy into that. Because we, we have enough players who are sort of those fringe strikers like Sterling, Palmer, Madrid, Madweka. We have quite a lot of those players. We're quite top heavy in that department. Possibly. He should be in that category. Um, he's probably played slightly too deep um, at the moment. He should be in that category, but he's not quite settled into the Premier League as we would have liked. Um, and we what you know i think we bought him as a playmaker really as someone who can who everything goes through or as a box to box if you like i suppose the terminology would be he's never really fulfilled any of those roles he's kind of a bit of a um at the moment a, a, a bit lost i would say um as a midfielder so i think his time will come but um yeah at the moment unfulfilled to say the least he's been there he's been at the club a year now and with a huge price tag and we haven't seen enough of him to be honest uh, do you go to the Chelsea games? 
Sort of. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, so um, I go nowadays. I'm obviously married with it with a with a baby, uh, so less than I used to. Yeah. But I still go to usually about eight or eight or ten away games a year. I don't go to the home games anymore. Uh, for I just don't enjoy them. I I, I get limited time off my, my my family if you like, and I I just pick the away games. Those are the ones that I enjoy going to. So yeah, I tend to go to the away games. But years ago, I've been I've been all around Europe following Chelsea and uh, had a, used to have a home and away season ticket and so on when I was, when I was a lot younger. So I've done my time, <laughs> if you like. <laughs> well, I've been to the bridge before. Oh, do you like it? It's a good wider. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people say that it's, um, it's a, look, it's a nice part of London. Um, it's a, it, 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 it's one of the few, along with along with Villa Park, a, a traditional uh, football ground and a pitch that's never been moved. You know, um, it, you know these days Arsenal's moved, Tottenham's moved, but there's a few of them left. You know, Old Trafford, Goodison Park, obviously that's going. Anfield, um, and yeah, traditional St James's Park. These are ones that are all and tends to be the sort of bigger clubs who have such fan bases that have such resonation with those pitches. And stadia that they demand to stay there, and it's, I think it's a good thing. You know, I, I don't. I, I think it would be really boring to for every football ground to be just off the motorway somewhere and with a big car park and and a, and a big you know bowl, and they all look the same. I like I like the fact that clubs have uh, grounds that are different. I think it make it makes the Premier League interesting and makes it interesting going to matches. Agreed. I'll both of you this question. What do you think of Mauricio Pochettino? I'll start with you, Ben. Um, I've never been a huge admirer of Poch. Um, I think he, to be fair, I think he did build a fantastic team at Spurs, but that team ultimately underperformed. It didn't win any silverware. So I think it remains to be seen whether he'll be given the time at Chelsea to try and emulate the sort of squad he built and the, the quality of that squad. Um, but again, whether he can deliver with the quality of players, who knows? I like his experience. Working with top quality players, I think. Yeah, I think he, but I think he's yeah, ultimately like underperformed with the with the winning aspect of it, winning the silverware, because that's you know that's what that's how you're judged at the end of it at the end of your tenure. From Chelsea, yeah. But yeah, also I think. Uh, I mean, most Spurs, they did well there. But he's still got time to prove himself, I think. Yeah. yeah. After each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, <clears throat> I think he was very lucky at Spurs. I think the team, I, I mean, it's an element of luck and skill, but he managed to, you know, forge a fantastic team there, the, the team that got to the uh, Champions League final. Kane, Son, Deli Ali, you know, good Deli Ali, uh, you know, on the on the pitch, um, you know, lots of lots of great players, Carl Walker, and uh, lo loads of really good players that he managed he managed to get together. Um, I think I think the jury's out with him at Chelsea. I think I think I think a lot of it will will come down to him yeah. as a person. It doesn't look like he's enjoying the job. That's all I'll say. Uh, he just doesn't look yeah, like. I don't think anyone. Yeah, he don't look like that. 
No, and I know it's because we're not doing well, and you can argue that. And obviously, every time you see Emery on TV, he's always got a smile on his face, and everything's fine. But obviously, you're on the up, so I suppose you can't read too much into that. And again, Klopp, you know, for the last couple of years, has looked pretty miserable and on the brink of leaving Liverpool, and now he's he's making jokes, and you know. So I suppose there is an element of that, but. I do think that there's um, uh, Potts' success on the pitch will be down to the way that he's treated off the pitch. And I think things like selling Conor Gallagher, if that happens, which undermine his position, uh, will will rub him up the wrong way and, and undermine his position with the other players. So I think there's a lot of external influence that will affect him. But from what we've seen on the things that cannot be affected. I don't, I haven't really been too impressed with him. I don't think he's, I don't think, let's put it this way, I don't think we're a lot better than we were 12 months ago. I haven't seen much improvement with with a team that's had more money spent on it. So you have to look at it that way. That's good. You think I did look about Pochettino? Is he still a nation, I think? Do you know what he's organised? I think the way he's set it up, I think. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it is, but it's it's one of these ones where it it works sometimes and it doesn't other times. And one of the one of the classic things that if, if Aston Villa do tomorrow is the is the low block. So basically, if you just set up with a yes with a low block, we find it very difficult to break teams down. We rely on teams coming at us first and catching them on the break. We're quite quite quick on the break. Obviously, not the greatest in the final third in, in decision making, but we do get into some good positions. We can work our way to that final third, but um, I think that's that's going to be uh, that's really the been the, the biggest negative is that is that even though uh, we're tenth in the league, Stamford Bridge is still seen as a tough place to go, just by most teams, and they and they do play that system, and that's probably why we we end up playing quite well against teams above us <laughs> rather than teams below us because <laughs> Chelsea have been through a few managers over the year they don't really give their managers time that's not good football though really you don't have time no and um, I will say one thing with that is that we, I don't think we do have time. I think the, the combination of uh, being out of Europe for two years, which definitely wasn't in the business plan of these new owners, spending more money than what they thought. Yeah, well, I think unacceptable for the owners as well. I think it, it wasn't part of their business plan. And I don't think, I don't think spending a billion pounds was either. I think we, they've tried to spend their way out of that problem. And it hasn't worked. So they've caused themselves an even bigger problem. And now they've got an FFP problem. So they now might need to sell some of their better players to to make up for it. So it is an absolute mess when you think about it. You know, they, they re, they're relying on league position and getting into Europe just to sort of balance the books. But unfortunately, football's a funny old game. <laughs> you can't rely on those things, you know. <laughs> I will talk a little bit about the transfer window quickly. So I'll start with you this question again. What have you made of both teams' transfer activity so far? Um, well, I'm 
pleased with the signing of um, Nadelkovic. I think he's, uh, you know, he's a big lad, right back, which is a position where we've got a gap. Eighteen years of age, Champions League experience, good investment for the future. Um, he's been loaned back out, so we we might see him play next year, come off the bench, maybe start a few. Um, I'd also be really happy if we landed Morgan Rogers. Uh, I think he had a really good finish against Chelsea the other day. Um, again, another young addition for the future. Um, yeah, so I think it's been a good window now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good window with just Nadelkovic signing, but it'd be a really good window if we land Rogers as well. Um, yeah. The lot of about you know Emery and Monchi. They're looking ahead, planning for the future, not the here and now. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I really like about Emery, and um, it, it seems silly talking about it, but he, he will not buy players for the sake of yeah. buying players. He will only buy players to improve the squad. Um, which sounds silly when you say it, but I know there's been a lot of signings in the past at the Villa. Where gone, what is the point in that? So yeah, a lot of time for Emery for his uh, his approach, and, and Monchi's been transformation. In cost of a job a bit, I mean, he could end up a fantastic player. We could get a big profit if we sign him in the future as well. Yeah, I mean, looking at him, he's eighteen years of age. He's already six foot. You know, he's he's built like an absolute brick. Uh, yeah. So, Cracking signing. Looking forward to seeing him uh, pull on the jersey and play a few games for Villa. Yeah, God, it's and also uh, he played against Manchester City in the Champions League. Yeah, he actually went up against Jack Grealish. Yeah, Grealish was on the left, and uh, Nadalkovic was was right back. He did quite well against him, to be fair. Charlie, yeah. Well, Charlie, it's very much. Uh, we're we're linked with everyone uh, and ev- anyone and everyone, um, and we probably tell the world as well that we are linked with them. Uh, th- this is one of the biggest frustrations of the ownership is they air their laundry in public constantly um, and allow uh, every journalist to to get a bite. Essentially, we we've been linked with a lot of players, we but we haven't actually signed anyone apart from some sort of youth players kind of similar to you but but what i would say with yeah. chelsea is where you're planning for maybe next season or the season after we seem to our plan is in a in a different universe we're planning for something in five years on the assumption of things that haven't happened yet and it's quite dangerous in that sense um we you know and it's a a, a very strange business model that we have whereby we, we're going to brazil and buying players this is an example that we've done this window buying players for who are 16, 17, who, who are apparently quite a good prospects with the intention basically of flogging them. Uh, that, that is literally the, the, the why we buy them. There's, there's no other point. We send them out on loan for a couple of years. We hope it's almost like a, a, a bet, you know, you send them out on loan, hope that they gain in value and then sell them. Um, but yeah, in terms of this, transfer window it doesn't look like there's going to be anything to be honest unless unless they're keeping their uh their, their cards close to their sleeve which they don't tend to do so i don't think there will be anything i think they'll just stick with what they've got uh let let pochettino there's no there's no chance of him getting sat to be honest until the summer at least and i don't think he even will then i think he can 
he can almost as long as they stay up in the league I, I think his his job's fairly safe so I think that I think it'll just be a terribly boring end to the season for us in especially in the league unless unless something good happens tomorrow <laughs> do we have to be careful with uh but all the teams as well you thought that to a fair play if you look at Nottingham Forest and Everton they played the price yeah you got to be careful now um I think it didn't help that Everton admitted to it but yeah yeah, I think um, it, it is dangerous. It's 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 a bit of a strange one because there, there is there are there are some clubs. I've always I've been a believer that there's certain clubs that are that are fundamental to the value of the Premier League, and Everton's one of them, in my opinion. Villa are one of them as well. Newcastle are one of them. Chelsea are one of them. And then you've got your you know your obvious cities: Man United, Liverpool's, these Tottenham. These sort of teams. There's probably about ten of them that 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 really sell the Premier League, and Everton are one of them. So they they have to be almost a little bit careful because you don't want to restrict the tra the, the this transfers too much because otherwise we we open up as a league to them these sort of players playing overseas, and we've had it quite good the last ten years. To be fair, we we we've consistently been probably the best league in the world, um, and been and had the best teams in the world and being consistently good in the Champions League, which is the ultimate test of how good that league is on the world stage. So, um, yeah, you've got to be careful. You've got to, I mean, obviously Chelsea have, have got to be extremely careful. Um, got to be sustainable. Yeah, but how can you be? That's the thing, because this it, football is such an unpredictable sport. We wouldn't watch football if it was predictable. Exactly. So, so by its, only, by its nature, it, you can't run a business if it's unpredictable. Mm -hmm. But yet yeah. you you you're combining business and sport, so it's it's very difficult to to keep a, a lid on, I think, and um, and how to judge it because Ma Manchester City could have what's coming to them. If you look at that, that, that could be they could be easily relegated on the. Can they get away with it? I think they've got very good lawyers. I think I think they're delaying it very well, but I think that it will come. The, 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 the day of reckoning will come eventually and uh, I, I think it will be the day that Guardiola leaves them as well. I think it could cripple them because I don't think Guardiola will will be managing in League League One or whatever or League Two. I, I just can't see that. I think he'll just pack his bags and go somewhere else <laughs> or retire. <laughs> well, Ben, I'm going to ask you a last question. How far do you think we can go in this FA competition. You'd like to think all the way. Um, as I said before, it's been a it's been a long time since we've had a good cup run. Uh, I remember being at that final, Benteke and Delph scoring against Liverpool. Um, yeah, it's all on tomorrow. I think it's going to be a really tough game against Chelsea. Um, you know, you're fighting for some of the the, the only sort of silverware you can win this season. Um, so it'll be a tough one. But I'll be the optimist and say, you know, we could get to the final. Well, in the FA Cup as well, if you can get a good cup run, it could build some good momentum going into the Premier League. Yeah, it can definitely act as a uh, a bit of a trampoline into your next into your next game. And another day out at Wembley as well. Oh, that'd be that'd be cracking, absolutely cracking. But what's your view, Henry? Do you think we'll prioritise Champions League obviously first, 
Don't you think FA Cup or Conference League? <laughs> yeah, it goes without saying. Got to go for Champions League first. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I'd like us to win the FA Cup. It's you know it's historic, uh, and we haven't won it since I think it's nineteen fifty-seven. So long time. Yeah, yeah, it's a very long time. But I have complete faith in Unai Emery that he will make make the right calls. Well, also, Charlie, I was following the We Talk Chelsea podcast regularly. So please go subscribe to We Talk Chelsea. And can you spread the word about the web podcast as well, Charlie? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, we'll be doing a show. Uh, we tend to do them every Monday, um, but we sometimes do them after the game. I will, uh, the, after the game tomorrow, uh, it, it may well be uh, one that we, we will do. So I will make sure that we, uh, yeah, we, we do a shout out and, uh, you know, it's good to help each other. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you everyone for watching. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like, share and subscribe to the channel. Remember to make sure to keep your post notifications on so you don't miss out on any good content. Please let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. Thank you so much. Ben and Charlie for your time. We're going to wrap up this episode with Up the Villa. Up the Villa. All good? Yep, thank you very much. We're going to just end this stream again. I'm gonna go. I'm just having a few problems in the studio. studio. Let's just get out of here. Thank you all for watching.